Welcome to the Encore Entrepreneur Show, where we break through the online noise, trends, and all those fleeting tactics to bring you business guidance that stands the test of time, has been proven to work, and gives you real-world results so that your entrepreneurial journey is as successful as possible. We believe in building businesses from the inside out using values and validation. Learn how to put values and validation to work in your business by joining our free workshop at EncoreEmpire.com forward slash validate. I'm Deidre Harder, a CPA and business strategist. And I'm Carmen Reed Gilkison, a whole person certified coach and business strategist. We're your guides on the side and hosts of the Encore Entrepreneur Show. Let's get started. In this episode, Carmen and I talk about something that we don't hear talked about all that often. It's about the expectations that we set for ourselves as entrepreneurs. And a lot of times we're comparing ourselves to others we see And we aren't really making a true and correct comparison. So we unwrap this topic and talk about all the ways that we often set these unrealistic expectations and how can we set realistic expectations so that we can enjoy the journey. Entrepreneurship is one of the best journeys someone can take, but it's also one of the most difficult And we hear a lot of times people say, well, I've been doing this for a year. I've been doing this for 18 months and I'm not successful yet. And it's exasperating. You know, they're, they may be doing all the things. Maybe they're, they're putting in the effort. They're learning. They're doing the stuff, but they just aren't making it. And so we really wanted to cover this today because recently we, and actually now Deidre and I have met for the first time just the other day. And we've had our business though for 18 months. So it's kind of a celebration for us. And the fact that we can do this, people look at us from the outside and think, well, how come they can do it? It's only been 18 months, but it really hasn't, has it, Deidre? That's exactly right. So, you know, we, we a lot of times get into comparisonitis. And when we start doing that, we, we are almost always comparing apples to oranges because we have no idea what someone else's journey has been, right? Like we only see where they are right now or what they choose to share even. So when, you know, we, when we built Encore Empire, Carmen and I, if you have not heard our story yet, we met at a virtual event in, in August of 2020 and really hit it off, decided to do a joint venture together. And that became a a full-blown company. And we decided to work together ongoing. And we have achieved a a tremendous amount of growth and traction in in a relatively short amount of time. And so if you were to look at that from the outside, you might think, well, gosh, if they did it, I should do it too. But we all come into entrepreneurship with different skill sets, different assets, different experiences, And Carmen and I both, you know, it's not our first rodeo. In fact, it's not our second or third rodeo. (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) We've been through a bunch of them. So, you know, all of that plays a part. And so what the point is, we wanted you to think about, you know, if you start comparing yourself to other people or you feel like you are not where you should be or you haven't, you know, gone far enough um, in your journey and you kind of feel bad about that, is just remember that 
you don't really know what someone else's journey has been. So the only person you can or should truly compare yourself is compare you to the you of a few months ago and has progress been made from that point. That's right. And we like to talk about the cycles of learning. And this speaks to the whole entrepreneurial journey beautifully because when you start out as an entrepreneur, you have to learn, especially online. Let's talk about online entrepreneurship specifically. You have to learn all the ways to market online. You have to learn how to reach people online. You have to learn how to create a presence online and brand yourself and what is your expertise and how do you sell that? And what are your offers? I mean, there's, I could go on and on, right? There's so much to learn. And so one year really is not enough time to give yourself to do all that. I mean, you've got to be in action. So we can't learn in a vacuum. We can't learn just the, um, I want to say the academic way where you're just learning, you know, following instructions and this is how you do it. You have to be in action. And what does that mean? That means you have to learn, you have to implement, you have to make some mistakes, you have to optimize. All of that takes time. So when you think about it, a year or 18 months is almost nothing. And let's say you have one, we, the cycles of learning is like, you learn about something, let's say copywriting. Okay, that's another thing you have to learn is you have to learn copywriting when you're an online entrepreneur. So you learn about it, you're implementing it, but it's always getting better. And then the next time around, if you take another copywriting course or you start doing more, you're getting more and more knowledge every time you go around the cycle and your experience expands exponentially, right? But it has to start somewhere. And that beginning part, you're getting traction, And just like sometimes when a vehicle is stuck in the mud or the snow, the tires are spinning, you're doing everything you can, you're trying to get traction, there's a few things maybe you have to try and change and tweak until you do get that traction. And so, you know, when I first started out years ago, I gave myself five years to learn it. And some people are surprised to hear that. And they're like, oh my goodness, you should share this. That's that's kind of why we decided to do this is like, what is the realistic expectation when you're starting out your own business, let alone an online business? I mean, for me, I, I was working full-time and I wanted to do this on the side. So I had to factor that in. But even without that, I would say I probably would give myself five years because there's so much to it. What about you, Deidre? Yeah, so when I first became an entrepreneur, it was as a side hustle. I was working in public accounting, and as a CPA. And so my year was, you know, highly seasonal, you know, tax season, like couldn't do anything else but that. So I needed something that I could do in and around that, you know, on the off season. And so I got into e-commerce because their Q, the Q4, like the big heavy time, everybody was buying everything for Christmas where you could make a bunch of money was like my lowest time in tax. So I'm like, oh, this is perfect. So I started with that and I did, I gave myself, I had given myself um, four years to get that to the point of being able to go full-time in it. Because again, I was putting in part-time hours and, you know, and that's another thing to consider too, is that it's about what kind of time, not only that expertise are you bringing in and past experience, but what kind of time are you going to put in? Because it takes a certain amount of time. You know, you got to put in the reps, you got to put in the hours A lot of times people, you know, they go, well, I became an entrepreneur so I can have time freedom. 
well, that's my, my main reason too. <laughs> that and I wanted, you know, no ceiling on what I could earn. Like I wanted yeah. to be able to earn what I wanted to earn and not have other people tell me, oh, you can, you know, you're maxed out. You can only, you know, earn this much and that's it. But the point of it is that you, in order to get that time freedom, you got to put the work in ahead of time. Like you have to earn the right to have that freedom because it doesn't just happen immediately. Like people go, well, I only really want to work my, you know, my goal is to work part-time. Awesome. Great. You can do that. You can work part-time and get full-time income, but that is after you built your entire foundation and structure for your business. And you now have, and you have sustainable sales. That's right. right. There's like a whole big thing around that. So it's possible, but it doesn't happen, you know, within the first three months of starting your business. So really the point of all this is to set your expectations and make sure they're reasonable. So it would be great to be able to, you know, start work at 11 a.m. and finish at 2 p.m. And have all the, do all the things you're supposed to do in the morning and do all the things, you know, meditate and journal and drink your kombucha and all that stuff, you know. But really you can't create or craft the life that you want from day one, you have to put in those hours to understand it takes mastery before you're able to then say, okay, I've now mastered this and now I know how to put it in play in the ways that work for me. But until you reach mastery, you are the apprentice of your business. You're the apprentice of entrepreneurship. You're the apprentice of learning how, what works and what doesn't who are are your ideal clients and who aren't? I mean, there's so much trial and error to entrepreneurship that it's really about making sure that your expectations are in line with reality. And we're not trying to be downers here. We're trying to just say, give yourself a break. If you're doing all the stuff, you're gonna get there. If you just don't give up, you're gonna get there. And another thing is, if you heard what Deirdre and I both said, we both started as side hustlers. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. You know, as long, in fact, it, it can be a plus. We're fans of multiple income streams. You want to talk a little bit about that and how side hustling is perfect for that? Yeah, yeah, it absolutely is. So starting that side hustle and keeping your full-time job, like I, because I had determined that I was not going to work for anybody else for the rest of my life. I was, you know, once I became an entrepreneur, that was it. Now I happen to still have my W-2 job. But the way I looked at it, it it was an income stream and it was fueling, it was paying my personal bills so that I could make money in my business and then reinvest the money in my business, you know, back in. And this is another thing too, that to set expectations around is that when you start your business and it doesn't, the level of investment may change from the different type of business model that you have. But the one thing that is the same is that you have to invest in your business. And so to think that you'll start a business and, you know, sign up your first couple of clients and be able to take all that money and just put it into your own personal bank account. Um, that is unrealistic and not a good practice because you have, you're going to have to invest in certain things unless, unless you're happy with keeping it super, super small, you know, and only having those couple of clients and never growing past that. If you want to move back beyond that, you're going to have to invest. So. The job that you have, or even going to get another job. I know I've done that in the past too. When I was first in my business full time, 
you know, there are ebbs and flows. And so I was in an ebb period of income from the business. And so what I did is I took, um, I just took a, a short-term gig. actually was driving, um, we had a big event in our town where there was a limousine company that was transporting these people back and forth, you know, from hotels to the to the site that they needed to go to for this event. And I was actually one of the drivers. So I was like driving a van full of people from all over the world. It was actually kind of a cool gig. It was really fun, but I got paid, you know, I did that for like four weeks, right? And so I got my chunk of money that I needed and then I was back to my business. So the point is, is that be open-minded and do whatever it takes to give the business what it needs. And when you need to invest, whether it be in software or subscriptions or even getting expert guidance, like having a coach or a mentor or, you know, getting some consulting help. You need to be able to do that because if you don't, then you're just making that timeline for success even longer. That's right. That's such a good point. And then also don't feel guilty if you have to go back or don't feel like you failed. Like, you know, there's such a big pressure and I think it's just false advertising or it's it's false expectations and it does nobody any good. You're not a failure if you have to take on a gig or even go back to work for a while. It's absolutely not. Think of it as another income stream. And while you're in your job, if you're in your job, pay attention to how that business runs. I mean, you can get a great education on business in the in as being an employee if you're looking for that. If you've got the entrepreneurial mindset of, hey, how does this run? How do we get more clients? How do we do this kind of stuff? A lot of the things can mirror what happens online in entrepreneurial in the entrepreneurial space. But the thing that really needs to, to stand out is your dedication to making it work. And then, you know, kind of putting blinders on to all of that stuff that says, oh, I made $100,000 within six months or, oh, I did this within three weeks. My clients just did this. And all that stuff that we see, that's just hype. You really don't know on any of those messages, what's true and what's not. So don't let those things get you down. And then don't let, don't feel ashamed if you have to go back. You know, your your main goal is your survival, right? It's like we do whatever it takes and we have to feed that business and we have to invest like Deidre said, or the business isn't going to grow. You can't grow a business without knowing what to do and then not learn what to do. And in order to learn what to do, you need to pay for some expert guidance. I mean, we can do some things DIY, but we can't do everything. That's right. You know, and another um, another thing that comes to mind as we're talking about this and, and the expectations is that, you know, when it comes to thinking about leaving a job or um, if you've been working on this for a long time and maybe you've been having another income stream is that we want to be very careful not to get ourselves to the point where we feel like, okay, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a risk taker. So if I don't take this big risk and just suck it up and, you know, feel the fear and do it anyway, then I'm not, you know, what I'm, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. There is such a thing as, is also planning um, and making sure that you have the money that you need in order to go into your your full-time entrepreneurship. So in other words, like don't feel like, well, just because I'm not willing to risk, you know, not being able to pay my mortgage or not being able to pay my electric bill that I'm not, I don't have the entrepreneur's heart. There's, in fact, I would suggest that, yes, we do need to be able to take risks, but they really should be 
calculated risks and, you know, done with a good plan behind us so that you're not going, that's it. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm quitting my job tomorrow and I will make it work. I'll figure it out because that's not the best plan in the world because I applaud your courage and motivation. But then what happens is that if it doesn't, money doesn't come as quickly as you thought it might or hoped it would, we get desperate. And then when that desperation comes in, it affects our mindset. And the minute it affects our mindset, then that's when it really stalls our growth and makes it very difficult to do the things that we need to do. That's right. So just make sure that you are setting realistic expectations. You know, it's it's all about making sure that you can keep your mindset, making sure that you can stay motivated. And if you're setting unrealistic unrealistic expectations for yourself, you're not going to be able to do that. That just goes, it's counter to what you're trying to really do to, to buffer yourself and get yourself where you need to be. And so we'd love to have you guys join us at our next marketing methodology workshop, which is coming up here shortly. If you want to learn how to put your marketing plan together for the year and how to create content that leads your ideal clients to your offers, join us by going to the link that we'll put in the show notes. And it is at EncoreEmpire.com forward slash MMW. And, you know, this this workshop, um, no matter what stage you're at, no matter where you are in your business, nine times out of 10, we find that entrepreneurs do not have their marketing plan put together, or at least not in the way that we can show you how to do it to where you are um, using conversion events to lead your ideal clients directly to your offers and basically having the sale it becomes a no-brainer for them. So definitely plan to join us. This will be something super valuable. You'll learn and trust me, you need this. You need to learn this to grow your business. That's right. We'll see you there. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Encore Entrepreneur. Can you do us a favor? It will help us if you would subscribe to the show leave a review, and share it with your friends. Our goal with this podcast is to bring you the real talk about how to be successful without compromising your values. And we need your help to spread the word.